Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. In addition to our usual obscenity warning, we would like to note that this episode contains mentions of extreme violence. Please listen at your discretion. Welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Indy. I'm Brittany. And I'm Goodwin. And today we are reading Chapter 14 of Magic Steps. So grab your cup of coffee. Or tea. Or your drink of choice. And let's paint the town red. Chapter 14 opens with Elena and Nurhar breaking into Durshan Rakat's house and they go into the kitchen and they see a floating piece of cake. Dumb boy. Dumb boy. Because Costco is an idiot. Um, Dumb boy. cake. So they <laughs> grab him and they wrap him in the unmagic and they continue to go through the house to find Durshan Rakat. Sandri aside from Pasco, is the only person who's downstairs and she's waiting where the net is off to the side and she's got herself invisible. They come into the net. She sees this like black smear come into the net and the net pulls up. Does she get them to like reveal themselves? No, I think Elzana finally like bullies the uh, mage into dropping it. So how I read it was that the... She told the mage to drop it, and the mage said no, that he wasn't going to, and that the net slowly was pulling the magic off of them because it was slowly, like, revealing their foreheads and such. So that's how I read it. Instead of the mage pulling it off, it was just the net eating the unmagical away from them. I think the net was eating the magic, but it was also the mage at some point was just like, okay, we're going to get rid of the rest of this. It, like, started showing their outline. The shadow patterns of the spell net rippled while the unseen people talk. Its cords draped and twined around the larger mass then sent out a number of tendrils, each turned into a small fan at the tip. Not fans, she realized, as dark hair on two heads slowly appeared at the top of the tallest shadow. My net isn't spreading out. It's sucking the unmagic in. She was beginning to see one forehead when the female voice said, Take the unmagic off us, or I'll cut you up, you ungrateful rat bull. 
suit yourself, replied the high voice, now a little slurred, for people appeared at the heart of the net. So I think it's starting to, like the net is starting to pull it away, but then Alzena gets the mage to take off the rest of it. And Sandri sees Alzena and Nurhar and the mage. And idiot. Dumb, dumb boy. The mage has gotten into the dragon cell. Sandri realizes the mage is a kid. He's Pasco's age, to quote. She talks to him asks him how he lost his legs. He's like, oh, the pirates got rid of my legs, but Alvina and Nurhar are my friends because they give me drugs. What great friends. They're the best. Alvina's the best. Kill Pasco if Sandra doesn't let him go. I don't think y'all are my true friends. Y'all don't ever give me drugs. <laughs> you're, the one hoarding all the, you're the one who's hoarding all the meth milk. Dude, I gotta keep it stocked for my child. <laughs> yeah, you should be giving us drugs, Brittany. <laughs> My child comes first. Sorry, guys. Sandry asks them to spare Pasco's life, then tells them, okay, I will let you go if you let him go. And she starts pulling up the net at the corners. She fastens it onto her spindle and she tells them, I have to unwind the net. And instead, she spins it to wind it. She grabs Pasco with her magic. And as soon as she can, she pulls him out of there and as soon as she spins the spindle to wind the unmagic it is attracted to itself she can't even hold it anymore and it drops to the floor the mage who has been mostly consumed by unmagic at this point just gets wound up in it alzena and nurhar who are only half consumed by unmagic at this point get blown into little pieces yeah you forgot oh, about the crying see? and vomiting. Come on. I was going to say, you forgot about the crying and vomiting. But... There was also crying and vomiting in there somewhere. That and their heart actually asked Sandry to stop. And Sandry shakes her head no. And then there's crying and vomiting. The first step in our three-step reading process is reading like a novice. This is where we talked about what we liked and what we disliked. Tell us, Goodwin. So that final death scene as a uh, horror movie aficionado, it reminded me of three movies. Silent Hill, which is a a really not great film, but uh, very, very interesting deaths in that one. Ghost Ship which has one of the best intro like death scenes for a horror franchise ever. It's iconic. It involves a, uh, a steel wire and an entire balcony full of people. And third is, I, I, I am aware of this as yeah. also a horror aficionado. <laughs> I, I, I'm like, I am on par with all of it. It's, it's bad. It's real bad. It's rough. Um, yeah. I'm not going to get into it because I can tell Brittany is not rough. into it. One particular one from Jason X, which is when someone gets pulled through a grate into space. I'm glad I have not seen any of those movies. Not seen any of those. No desire to. That sounds awful. Yes. (laughs) Movies not to watch. That's a good. Not to watch. Tamara Pierce's writing is violent and, you know, it, it can be gory, but it's not like. Over the top. It's not. It doesn't go into detail. About it's what's not going. gratuitous. Gratuitous, yeah. But if you know, you know. It's this is absolutely horrific. This is a book for like 14, 15 year olds, dude. Like, this is gnarly. Okay. It's hardcore. It's it's pretty rough. I will let you finish before I go off on my small tangent about this. 
So I also appreciated the guards acting. I'm assuming they were all acting, you know, when they were pretending to be like, oh, this guy's an idiot for uh, when uh, the... uh, I don't know. I feel like they weren't told, so it would be more More believable. believable. Either their acting was on point or they just weren't told about the trap, but either way, it worked. If all of them were told, there would have been so many opportunities for the plan to go wrong. Yeah. So I don't think that there's that many good actors involved in this. I think that's actual emotions. <laughs> like, oh man, I could possibly die because of this fucking idiot. So I don't think they knew. The description of the uh, mage. Sad. Just um, <sighs> that. I know we talked about this last time. Well, did we talk about it on the podcast or was it after we stopped recording? I think it was after. After. Okay. It's a fucking kid, dude. That mm-hmm. fucking got me so bad. Same. Because this whole time I've been envisioning this really frail old man with a big yeah. white beard. And like, no, it's a kid. It's a kid the same age as Posco. Just that got me See, fucked up. The thing on that is like with Sandry's reaction is what gets me every time. She's like, oh, fuck. Uh, and, and, the fact that there were like a bunch of little hints too. Yeah. Throughout the story. I know we, we touched on that before. Rereading like, it now, it's like, yeah, this dude is a kid. You can tell. Like he, yeah. he's like singing lullabies and shit. And yeah, uh, this whole time I thought he was just like this crazy old deranged man, like just humming to himself, I'm like, okay, silly drug addict doing silly drug addict stuff nope it, it's a kid yeah. makes it, it makes i feel like it makes everything like 10 times worse the whole thing of using a kid and his very corrosive bad magic to commit these crimes if it was an adult doing it still horrible but using a kid just makes it so so much worse i also really enjoyed well, I didn't enjoy that one, but I enjoyed uh, Sandry's very um, put clear and cold thought process, knowing that more people would die if she if she let the dehunters uh, go, if she stopped them now. She knew what was going to happen, and she knew what she had to do. And it sucks to watch a kid have to do that. God, that was painful. As a horror film maker... <laughs> <laughs> I can honestly say, like, I've I've read some stuff that I probably shouldn't have when I was younger. And this was one of those books that was in my age range that showed that you could do violence and gore without being explicit. And I loved that. Amen. I loved it then and I love it now because I love horror movies. I genuinely do. I love them. A lot of horror movies I can't watch because it's just gratuitous sex and gratuitous gore. That's it. That's all they are. That's what their whole movie is. And like, you don't find a lot of them that are really nice balance of those things to make them a good movie. Pierce's writing is so good because she knows what details and what to give without giving too much to make it unpalatable for everybody (laughs) because like there there are quite a few books like even just on my collection that I have right now hell rereading the Dresden series notice it with the very first one that scene that they walk into is just it turns my stomach I love 
shit like that. This was just, oh, it's just so much. And it I can go on and on about her writing because that is that is literally the only nice thing I have to say about this chapter is because of how good the writing is. The not revealing that it's a child until literally moments before he dies is a huge gut punch. Especially, I don't remember how I reacted the first time I read that because I just don't. Rereading it now, like I had forgotten, not necessarily forgotten, but kind of like just veiled over that until I got to like a point a few chapters before this. And I was like, oh yeah, that's the thing about this, this book. Oh God, now I have to be prepared. The way that she writes Sandry, who is definitely one of the more she tends to be more about action than thought sometimes let's be honest but the way that she has to actually break down and think about this and what it means is such a huge weight i love books in general that allow a character to make a seemingly out of character decision because this isn't something that Sandry would just go in and go yeah I'm gonna fuck these people's day it's something that she had to make in a split decision and it says something to both the character and the writing that it doesn't feel out of character for this decision to have been made my nice things are not about the chapter itself it's about the writing involved because this chapter fucking sucks (laughs) this chapter is awful it hurts. Yeah. It is gross and it hurts. And I also just want to cry and vomit. <laughs> just pull a Pasco and go sit in the corner. <laughs> just vom all over the floor. Yeah. It's exactly. yeah. it's it's it didn't bother me too much, but it was like rough considering how well you guys have been with like, you know, these characters longer than than me and Brittany, but like, <laughs> goddamn. Like you said, it's not a, uh, it was a very quick decision, but Sandry clearly did not want to do this. And she stated as much earlier in the book where like, she's like, I can make the net, but if I do it, it'll catch them and it'll like separate them from the unmagic in their bodies. Like, I, I feel that was the implication during the first kind of the idea of the net is that this could happen. And she did not want this to happen. But- That's why she went with the net at first, because they were going to make a web. And she's like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to kill them. And then she ends up having to actually kill them. So to, to save her student. Yeah. And you know, how many other people? Dumb boy. Because what would have happened if he hadn't been caught? Like that's that's the thing, is what could have happened if he hadn't been caught? Could she have actually saved them? Like we see how the net reacts. Is there any way that this could not have happened? Uh, it seemed to me like it was just clinging to them and holding them in place. It didn't start to. I feel like there could have been a possibility to maybe save Alzina and Nerhar, not the mage at all. Yeah. So yeah. they could have brought them to their courts or whatever they wouldn't have been able to escape because they would have no longer had the page i feel like there was a possibility that those two could have potentially been rescued but the mage definitely not at all but would we want to just save them and not the mage like that's that's the other thing ultimately there's only one person who was mostly innocent he just kind of got 
the fucked up and drug along for the ride. The mage was the only one who was kind of innocent in this whole situation. He would have been the only one who would have had to die in that situation. Yeah, like, it's fucked up. Yeah. It's very, no, like, like interesting. The more you ethical. think about it, yeah. the more fucked up it is. And Molly said this a lot earlier, and I can't remember which book it is exactly, but there was a comment of Pierce is good at giving people not necessarily what they deserve, but a consequence to their actions. And well, so, fuck, it's only book five, and there's like six more books. We're <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm getting kind of a theme here. There's a bit of a theme in, in this uh, whole... Yeah, uh, keeps coming. <laughs> you know, I didn't even think about that, but yeah, that sucks for the mage. There was no way the mage uh, was going to get out alive. No, there, there really was At any wasn't. point, there was no way. Because taking him off the drag... If they could get him free without damaging him <laughs> any further, getting him off the dragon salt would kill him. Okay. If they succeeded... They probably would have killed him. He was too far gone off the unmagic. They're even yeah. even if they would have got him off the net, they wouldn't have saved him. Yeah. He had was nothing but unmagic at this point. So yeah. there you go. There's your counter. There's I didn't I didn't even there. I didn't really even think about that until now. God, yeah, that that makes this chapter that much harder. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> I just gotta take all the fun out of everything. That's what I do. Yay. My biggest comment about this, as has been said many a time already, Pasco, you idiot. You dumb of ass. <laughs> yeah, he's just so stupid and ugh. Although it did not occur to me until this reading just how terrifying this must be for him. Because she mentions Alzena is like, oh yeah, he must be really scared because he can't even see. Like, so he is just in some kind of black void that's probably trying to eat him. Let's admit it. So it's basically like all of Sandry's nightmares come true for him. I love Sandry weaving and unweaving and reweaving her skirt absentmindedly. Just like I would be doing that if I had the ability to. And it didn't occur to me again until this read that Sandry is probably the person who is closest to this net, not just because she's the one who can like pull it, but she's also the only one who can see them. Like she sees this black smear come in because she can see the unmagic. I'm like, oh yeah, nobody else would be able to see that. Yeah. There, there's even a mention that when she's putting pieces together and realizing what it is, she's like, oh yeah. There was always a chance that they wouldn't be able to see them. Yeah, that 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 tracks. Because <laughs> yeah, I think they say that the chance that they would would have seen them was fairly low. And they're like, yeah. well, we're going to have people out there in the hopes that this might happen, but there's a good chance it won't. When Sandri reveals herself, Alzana or Nurhar, one of them is like, but you're a child. How did you do this? And I'm like, it's like you're literally not using a child as a mage to help you. Yeah. I was like, really? <laughs> okay. Again, I didn't notice it until this read through that she foreshadows it several chapters ahead by having this whole discussion about, well, we could make this web, but then there's a good chance that they'd get killed because of the way that it would attract the unmagic. And then 
there's a point in this chapter where Sandra is talking to them and she begs them. She's like, please let him go or please don't hurt him. At that moment, I'm thinking like what she is really saying is I do not want to do this. Like, I know that I can kill you. And if you will just let him go, I won't. And they don't. So she does. And quite frankly, Nurher asks her for mercy and she shakes her head. But I don't even think that she would have been able to reverse that once she started it. No, because it blistered her hand and she had to drop it on the ground. And yeah, then it just kept going. for her to stop it. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I love how there's this moment where her hand gets blistered and it's like whatever the scene foil for the first book is, because that scene at the end of the first book, she ends up with blisters on her hands from spinning the magic together. So we have kind of like this repetition. So when Sandri realizes that Pasco's in the net, she's like, oh man, I should have realized. And like, I don't remember exactly what she says, but like, while I'm like, oh, Sandry, I don't want you to blame yourself for this and be like, oh, it's all my fault. I should have known that he would do this. But at the same time, like. You should have known. <laughs> well, but but also like good for her, good on her for like recognizing, oh, wait, it's not all her fault. But No, it's not. Like, but she still should have like, hmm, I yeah. used to be this age. I used to want to get into everything. Maybe I should make sure that he is not going to be able to do the thing that I would have done at his age. Yeah. The way that she pulls up the pegs, I noticed that she does them in the reverse order. We talked in the last chapter, we, we talked in the last episode about there's like a ritual to how they put down the pegs. And so the way that she pulls up the pegs also seems kind of ritualistic. Mm-hmm. Um, LOL. I wrote Pasco just wants to dance and have fun like Peter Pan. And then uh, the the last thing is, I guess I have a question for you guys. The mage, once he gets to the net, he's like, no, I don't want to get out of here. I like it here. And he's so consumed by this unmagic that he's sort of dripping into it. So I wonder, why did they need the dragon salt? It's a more immediate lure than just the neatness of the net. I was going to say also there's the possibility if they didn't quite know how it would, they knew that he was addicted to the dragon salt. So they knew, okay, Hey, this will get him in here. I don't think that they really knew how the unmagic called to itself. But didn't the mage get to the dragon salt before he was like, Oh, I like this. Maybe him having taken the dragon salt again, and then being in the drug-induced state, he's like, oh, I really like it here. This is nice. Because he did take it first, admitting that he liked being in the net. I really like seeing the visual of the cake floating in the air. I feel like this is the only, like, lighthearted, funny thing in this chapter. Like, just this piece of cake floating in the air and the crumbs falling off. And that only lasts for like a second. And then after that, it's death and gore and hostage situation and awful things. So I I just want to appreciate this floating cake for a minute. (laughs) It's a small thing. Everything else is awful. Everything else is awful. Yes. Everything is awful. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then my question is, when they capture Posco... 
Why didn't they immediately kill him? I don't understand why they kept him. Leverage point. He's a hostage. He's a. Uh, you're less likely to get shot up with arrows if you might accidentally. Yeah, but they didn't know about the trap until later. They had already captured him first. See, the kind of way that I took it was as soon as they noticed, oh, hey, there's a person here. They suddenly were a lot more wary. Oh, there might be a trap. Mm, It's it's an automatic reaction to something. Because I know, like myself, if I see there's a person in a house that's supposed to be empty, then... Not necessarily empty, because they saw all the guards and everything go in, so they were expecting to see somebody. They Probably just expecting... not an invisible somebody. Exactly. They weren't, they weren't expecting an invisible somebody, and they weren't expecting a kid. Well, once they realized it was a kid, I would assume they don't have any problems with killing kids. They've done that in previous chapters. You would think that, okay, I'm going to murder this kid and then continue my mission because if we try to hold him hostage he's going to make noise and then we're going to get caught i I think it was because of the fact that he's invisible that's not exactly a common uh thing to see i think and yeah knowing that there was someone hidden in a house that they're supposed to be you know looking to to kill someone in that's true that would set off their internal like hey something's fucky like as an assassin i'm assuming they have a pretty like good sense of like Something's not right. This invisible person is a novice, obviously, because they're fucking eating cake while they're invisible. Fucking idiot. Oh, my God. Stupid boy. You you honestly could even look at it in the the way that, like, oh, there's a kid that can make stuff invisible in case our other kid who makes stuff invisible, you know. That's true. Let's get this kid addicted to dragon salts as well if this other mage dies because he's looking pretty rough. I think that's a little bit of a reach from me, but it's you know, also it's, a possibility. It's, 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 it's possible, yeah. We're not, makes it also we're not bad. given a full thought process. You have to not necessarily suspension of disbelief, but a oh, there there are ulterior motives here. We just don't know what they are. And then I felt Posco at the end, uh, where he slumped to the floor and vomited helplessly. You guys love your horror and all your gory stuff I'm like no that's, that's not me i i will uh, stay with against my, that. my disney princesses in the happy wonderlands and i'm, I'm good with that <laughs> i would say that if i were in a room and then suddenly two people fucking burst into chunks i would probably have a pretty similar reaction mm, yeah Regard- not regardless gonna lie. Of, my, of my horror movie like in getting covered in in bits of people Gross. No. I would prefer not to be covered in ichor again. I, I've 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 been covered in gore before. I don't want it to do it. Nope, nope. Uh-uh. I'm good. Good. I don't, don't want to know. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
moment, when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Part two of our three-step reading process is reading like a dedicate. This is where we look for a theme or a message in the chapter. Indy already touched on this, and I think I mentioned it in the last episode, but consequences consequences everything there are so many consequences here Pasco for the dinners even for Sandry yeah I pulled out calculations because it almost felt like a chess game between the two of them Alzana kept thinking that she was getting the upper hand on Sandry to be able to escape and Sandry with her cold calculations trying to downplay the connections she had with Pasco downplaying herself, making herself look weak so that Alzana would try that she was getting her way. It was just a lot of cold calculations on both parts. And Sandra won big time, fight to the death. And uh, yeah, she won. A battle of the wits. And she definitely outwitted and uh, they're dead. So, you know. They are that. Having superior magic helped too, but yeah, yeah, that was, uh, that was I, I think that was like for me the funnest part was was reading the the, the mind game she kind of like went through. Mine kind of ties in with both of y'all more in a way of a singular action can make or break a situation. I, I kind of touched on it with the well, what if Posco hadn't been caught? A singular action changed a lot of things. Which is why he's a dumbass. Something so small as wanting a piece of cake can lead to chunky bits everywhere. Ugh, yeah. (laughs) So. I think I'm having fajitas tonight. (laughs) Oh. Okay, those are strips. 
but it's still chunky bits. Most <laughs> are not raining on you. The thing that I came up with was uh, greater good. I said before, we know Sandra didn't want to hurt anyone. She definitely wanted all this to stop, but she didn't want to, you know, if she could prevent any further death, she would have, and she tried. The whole idea of the net instead of a web was keep them from dying in case they were like too in too afflicted with the unmagic. But she was forced to make a really shitty decision because she knew that even if she were to let them go, there's no guarantee they would leave Pasco alive. And even worse, you know, they they just continue killing after that. So she knew she had to stop them there and then. I think there's no way that they would have left Posco alive. They were itching for a kill. And if they weren't going to be able to kill the Rokot, we got this boy we can kill. And Sandra knew that. I, I feel like she she knew that just the reputation of just how vicious and they have no qualms about killing children. We know that much. There's no way she could have let them go. So she had to, one, take their lives, but also sacrifice a part of herself to do that. <laughs> Part three of our three-step reading process is reading like a mage. This is where we use the text to craft magic in our own lives. What magic were you able to craft out of this chapter? Think before you do things, especially if you're invisible. (laughs) Lay off the cake. (laughs) Because doing something so small as just eating a piece of cake can have drastic, drastic consequences. So... Just because you want that piece of cake, just remember. If you, you know could something be covered crazy in about to bit. go down, wait to have cake until after it's after. over, okay? It, listen, so. cake will taste better afterwards because it will yes. be celebratory cake. Yes, yeah, not just dinner and a show cake. So minus think before you act. Because you never know what crazy shit might happen with just this one small act. Mine is related. I wrote, follow directions, especially when it pertains to safety. So if you are in a situation where there is an expert who is telling you, do this because this is how you stay safe, do it. Because 99% of the time, they're going to be right. I also wrote, keep calm under pressure. Sandry yes. is so calm, so unbelievably calm in this. That, that one was pretty similar to mine. Sandry clearly was in distress over having her student basically be taken kidnapped by these killers, but she didn't freak out. She was well aware of the reputation of what they were capable of, and she knew that if she made herself seem like she was pleading and weak it would just give them more power over her and even though they they basically had most of the chips in their hands i feel like she made them keep their guard down try to remain calm because if you freak out and you have all these thoughts running through your mind you're, you're gonna make a mistake and and you're gonna end up worse off for it they had the chips in their hands but she had the net and everyone knows that's eat chips any day of the week yeah. How do you think they catch so many fish? How do you think they catch the chips for the fish and chips? They use a net. Oh. I think that goes really well with Britney's though, because I feel like if you think before you act, it is easier to keep calm. So I definitely need to do that because I do not keep calm. Oh my god. Especially at work. I pulled an indie, go figure. Be wary of who you trust because we, we see it most applicably when the dinners go 
Uh, basically, this is just a kid. What What is this kid going to fucking do? She minced him. That's what she did. <sighs> they weren't expecting that. So, Definitely not. Be, be careful who you trust, because sometimes making the making the wrong gamble does not end well for you and it's also know your own strength sandry knew going into this it was a possibility and that she didn't want it to happen but she also didn't know if she would be capable of making that decision and in this instance it does play to her strength of when coming down to a situation and you think, oh, I don't know if I can do this, and you still manage to follow through with it. It's a it's a really shitty way of looking at it, but sometimes you have to know that you have the strength to do something that you don't want to do. You might not like it, but if it has to be done, it has to be done. At the end of our episode... We like to read an excerpt from the following chapter. So this is an excerpt from the epilogue of Magic Sex. I'm still not sure I approve of moving in with dancers, Granther Edouard said. He watched as Tosco loaded a sea bag full of clothes into the cart that would carry him to Yasmin's school. If your net dancing can be used to trap rats and you can direct where and when people look at you, it seems you are better suited to harrier work than we get. What can you learn of that from this female? This is better, Granther. Though it gave him quivers to argue with the old man, Pasco forced himself to say it. If I only put my magic to harrying, well, he hesitated, trying to put into words what he had learned in Dershon Rokat's house. If I don't understand my magic, the good and the bad, I'm not a mage at all. I'm just a tool to be used like that poor chuck the killers were using. Anyone could put their hand to me and make me work however they want if they figure out how to control me. That's not counting the trouble I might get myself into not knowing what I can do and what I can't. Well, at least you've learned that much, commented Helmady. She had come to see Pasco's departure along with Granther and Pasco's mother. Pasco sneered at his oldest sister. To his grandfather and the silent czar, he said, Lady Sandry will keep me out of trouble whilst I learn, and the little monster will work me so hard I won't have the strength to get into mischief. If I can go, asked the carter, her voice a little too patient. It's coming on to rain, and I got bundles to deliver too. Zara kissed her, for- her son's forehead. We'll expect you to supper every fire's day, she told Pasco sternly. Come say hello if things bring you to the East District. Mama, it's not like I'm leaving the city, cried Pasco, laughing. I'm just going to Festival Street. Mind your teachers, Granther told him as he climbed up beside the carter. We don't want to hear of you getting into any trouble. Pasco grinned and waved as the cart started forward. He knew very well that between Yasmin and Lady Sandry, he was the one in for trouble. Reading Circle Temple is produced by us, Molly, Brittany, Indy, and Goodwin. If you like the show, tell your friends about us. If you don't like the show, tell your enemies. <laughs> Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Or tell us what you think by emailing us at templeofreadingcircle at gmail.com. Find all of our episodes at readingcircletemple.com and find more sound clips by following the Reading Circle Temple on SoundCloud. Never miss a post by following Reading Circle on Tumblr. You can also follow Reading Circle Temple on Facebook and join the Reading Circle Temple Facebook group. 
see our cats by following Reading Circle Temple on Instagram. Or you can tweet at us at Reading Temple. A special thanks to Yellow is for Happy for our artwork. If you like their art, follow Yellow is for Happy Draws on Tumblr and Shannon and Draws on Instagram. Another special thanks to Brittany's brother, Thomas Dick, for our music. Find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic, and thanks to you for listening. Let's all have coffee next week. I like it. Shriek at us on Twitter. Shriek at us. (laughs) Oh, that's cute. I love it. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.